Welcome back to Rewilding, a journey into true, awakened, authentic self where we open, purify, and expand into both the divine feminine as well as the divine masculine. I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn, and I would love to invite you to be a bigger part of rewilding. If it feels right for you, I would say head over to our website, which is currently rewildingforwomen.com, and subscribe to become a newsletter member. Um, Also, if you're called to do deeper, bigger work with me in these practices. You can look at the live events that are on our website or you can have a look at some of the online products that are on our website as well. This is a big episode today. It's a different episode today. It's probably going to be more fiery. We're probably going to lose some people who have loved rewilding in the past. I might go over some people's heads on some things. I might piss some people off. Um, but I can't not be true and authentic to what it is that I feel I am capable of bringing into the world. And I know that that sounds selfish as hell, and it is, and it's not. (laughs) Because to me, what it is that I am called to bring into the world is about being of service. Uh, Of course, it's being of service to myself, but it's also being of service to you. Because if it wasn't, I wouldn't be here doing this publicly. Um, I wouldn't put myself in this place if this wasn't what I was called to do. So it's taking some courage to do this. The team has no idea what I'm doing. I haven't told a single soul what's coming in this episode. So I'm recording this episode very differently. A lot of podcasts videos, um, episodes, rewilding episodes get done in our live Facebook group, get done in our main Facebook group as a live stream. I was really pissed off with last week's live stream in the group. Really pissed off at the level that it was at. This did not get published publicly, so it did not leave that particular forum. It didn't go into a podcast. It didn't go anywhere else, and it's actually been deleted from that group. To me, it's not that I wasn't being truthful or I wasn't being myself. To me, it's that I wasn't bringing what I'm capable of bringing to you. It's that I wasn't in alignment with the highest place that I can be in alignment when I do these podcasts or these episodes or whatever the hell we're calling them these days. To me, there is so much more behind what I do, what rewilding is, um, why I do this. And that was disgusting to me. It was me dropping down 10 levels to come and talk to like the level, a chip, a chimpanzee would talk at. I was going to say chipmunk because there's a chipmunk on my window. Um, That is not cool. That is not cool for me. So after a week of kind of getting smashed over this, um, and when I say smashed, it's just kind of this internal, um, it's kind of almost getting the shit kicked out of me um, by Shakti, 
it's love, it's loving, but to me, it's that internal compass system is, is, is kicking me in the head. Like, hey, psh, psh, get back to serving in the way that you are capable of serving in. So this episode today is from that place. And I want every single episode from this point forward to be from this place, not to compromise, not to bring these things down a couple of levels so that I can be a peacekeeper and keep everybody in that freaking rewilding group happy. I don't care if I don't keep you happy. I don't care if you hate me. I don't care if you leave the group. I don't care if you unsubscribe from rewilding. I don't care if you no longer want to listen to the podcast. I can't care about those things because the moment I care about those things, that's the moment that I fall out of truth, that I come out of alignment with what it is that I feel I'm here to do or to give, right? It's from that very, very interesting place to live at of I don't need your approval and I don't need your shitty comments. I know that that sounds so rough and raw and I might sound mean or nasty. It's not meant to be that. It's from this place of in order for me to stay connected to that pure place within myself, that pure channel or as pure of a channel as I can be, Um, for as high of light as I can be a channel for. um, I need to not care (laughs) about outside influences. I really need to not care about the praise or the approval or the disapproval and the dissatisfaction. Um, And that's one of those human things that we are probably always <laughs> working on, uh, always, because we've so, been so conditioned to figure out how to fit in, to figure out how to be loved. How do I need to act as a child, for instance, in order to be loved? What do I do? How do I act within my family system? This is one of our first patternings, right? How do I have to act in my family system to be taken care of, to be loved, to be fed, to be nurtured, to be held? And from there, uh, we shift and we change and we morph and we absorb all of these different patternings. And so to me, the place that I'm at is, this is a very strong place in me when I am in in-person workshops or retreats. Very strong. Never wavers. Never wavers. It is a strong, a very strong place in me within inner circle, um, within those who I journey with. We do workshops together online. Um, That's a membership program where we have made a contract to work together. So do you see how interesting this is that these formats, there is a contract in place where somebody has said, Sabrina, yes, I want to work with you. For me, what's gotten trippy (laughs) is to work in a format where there is not that contract. Does that make sense? I might not be making sense, but I said I'm not, I don't care if I don't make sense anymore because I'm not going to bring it down. I'll try to communicate this as best as I can, but I'm also not going to tone it down. I'm not going to not speak the highest truths that I can speak in the moment. Of course, that fluctuates and changes, but I'm not going to not speak those high truths in order to keep somebody feeling comfortable. 
That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing in our public Facebook group. I was speaking to lower levels in order to keep everybody comfortable. That's not my job. My job isn't to make you comfortable. In fact, it's to make you very uncomfortable so that we can get into places and bring light into places and awakening into places that we normally wouldn't be able to get into. So unfortunately, or fortunately, I signed up to bring the light into some of the darkest, most hidden, deepest, ickiest, shadowiest places on the planet. Now that's not all that I do, but that's a big part of what I do. Um, That was a really long introduction, but to me, rewilding's changing. Um, We're putting together a new website. I'm in the process of writing new copy for our website. We have all new images for our website. And that has smashed me. It is currently smashing me. That was stuff that we put together two and a half years ago. It does not at all describe what rewilding is. Two and a half years ago, everything looked very different than it looks today. Everything. So it's to me, I know we're mid-season. And I thought to myself, let's just wait till we get to the end of the season. Yeah, Shakti doesn't care about Sabrina's timeline or the end of the season timeline that we've all sort of talked about. Doesn't care, right? Like, doesn't exist in the world of Shakti, right? At this height, those higher heights, that doesn't exist. So we have to shift now. We are going to shift now. Something else that's really pissing me off and I'm struggling with this, and I'm gonna be totally honest with you, is that right now we are rewilding for women. We will always do women's circles. We will always do women's work because there's a magic in it, just like there's a magic in men doing men's work. Currently in our society right now, that's the other caveat that I need to say, is currently where we are at right now, with where the collective is, where evolution is for us humans and our consciousness is that we are still oftentimes primarily identifying with one or the other. So right now we also haven't all totally evolved to having physically (laughs) the physical embodiment of both masculine and feminine. Could you imagine if that's what we're moving forward? if that's what we're moving toward. Like, I contemplate this shit all the time. If physical follows energetic, then, or if form, this is a medical term, right? Here we go into the science of things. If function follows form or form follows function, right? I think that's what they call it. Um, When I was studying back in the day, studying medicine, crazy, I was going to be a doctor. My God, Um, that would be so wild to me. But... Could you imagine if the physical has to follow the energetics, right? So you're watching women open up to the fullness of their masculine and the fullness of their feminine. We're watching men opening up to their feminine as well as their masculine. So can you imagine if years and years and years and years down the track, if we actually don't blow up our planet and humans are still walking on this planet, can you imagine if we evolve into being both? Physically? Ah, How crazy and trippy is that? Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. These are weird random thoughts that I have, though. 
But where we are currently at is I am in a female body. I am primarily wired feminine. When I step into my feminine, it nurtures me. It makes me feel healthy. I know that the more that I am in my feminine, the longer I am going to live because it's less stress on my system. My body hasn't evolved yet, right? Does this, I hope this is making sense for you. It's still hurts, it's, it doesn't hurt me as much as it used to, to stand a lot in my masculine, but you can feel it and you can see it in studies and in reports of women who stand primarily in their masculine their entire lives and you watch what happens to their health the adrenal things that happen for them right we all know this we know this the hormonal things that happen hormones start to change right the body can't handle living from that place all of the time Uh, so currently when I say to me and what I see in the world is that it is still very valid to have women's work and men's work. And it is still very valid to have them stay separate right now. Maybe not in the future or maybe not for um, some individuals who are really pushing that barrier, pushing that evolutionary boundary and are really going for it. So we get requests sometimes from people who do not identify with being masculine or feminine. Can I be a part of rewilding for women if I don't identify with either or? I love that. I love, I love, I love that. And I have huge respect. Um, I have huge respect for that. I have huge respect for us transcending sex, our own sexes. I have huge respect for us transcending um, out of just being primarily feminine or just being primarily masculine. I have huge respect for that path. I I am, that's part of rewilding, right? Um, Is opening up to that. I also fully honor and fully respect the path that is not that. That is Sabrina. My soul came into this world to experience what it is like to be very feminine. Hell yeah, sister, right? Or a man coming to me and saying, okay, my highest path in this life is to experience life primarily from the masculine. Hell yeah, I honor that. So I hope this is making sense from a standpoint of honoring all of these places, all of these points of evolution or not. And there's, it's not like a, to me, it's not a one is better than the other or one is above the other, or look, those who are looking to open up to all of their masculine and all of their feminine are better than those who just want to open up to their feminine or those who just want to open up to their masculine. There is no better here. There is coming into absolute alignment with what it is that your soul is desiring, right? It's letting go of all the blocks and limitations that have been put on you from societal constraints. So you also don't get to come to me and say, Sabrina, let's say you're a man. And you come to me and you say, Sabrina, I have been put here to experience only masculine energy in my life 
to run through my body. I only want to open up to the masculine archetypal energy. I will smash you all day long to make sure that that's not coming from a place of fear from what the other men in your culture will do to you. Fear from what your family will say to you. Fear from what your woman will say to you, right? You start crying. What kind of, this is going to be an Australian slang, and I'm sorry, what kind of shit are you going to cop because you're crying? I just watched the Australian cricket team. I watched men open up to their emotions and absolutely catch shit for that, right? So there is a lockdown <laughs> on opening up to aspects of the feminine, which being emotion, feeling is a feminine um, is a feminine characteristic. Intuition, feminine characteristic. So here's the thing. You don't get to come to me and say, yeah, um, it, this, uh, this, is my, this is my authentic path without me putting you to the fire to make sure that that is your authentic path. And that's not coming from a place of fear of ridicule or fear of change in your life or fear of transformation. Do you see what I'm saying? Because oftentimes, most often, we all operate from those patterns to a certain degree. But most of us are walking around as just these like mere glimmers of what we actually are capable of, of who we actually are as a fully open, fully awake human being, right? We are mere tiny little minuscule glimpses because society's got a hold on you, family patterning's got a hold on you, genetics have a hold on you, um, crazy mind games have a hold on you, right? Does that, does that make sense? All right, I know that this was a very long, long introduction. I haven't even touched the topic that we're getting into today yet. Yeah, I know that sucks, doesn't it? So, <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm not done with this. The part that I haven't really told anybody is it's almost as if, if I didn't offer or open the door to men being a part of rewilding in a bigger way. I know I've said this before. Um, if I don't do that, I'm actually energetically playing a role in the, I don't want to say disempowerment of the masculine path, but it's like I am not opening the door to this particular path being open to men, and that's shitty. That sucks. That, that hurts me um, from a place of how am I meant to serve? What am I here to do? How is it that I can initiate women and open the door for women and bring the light in for women and change a woman's life, but I'm saying no to men. That, I can't live with that anymore. I can't live with that anymore. And I do a lot more men and women's workshops. Um, our next mystery school will most likely, if the interest is there. So again, I also have to honor <laughs> that it 
in our collective, in our society, we're in different places as a whole, generally speaking. Women are at a different place than men are at with evolution, with spiritual awakening. We're at different places. We're also at different places with our perception of working with a woman. So men stand at a very different place of how they perceive and how they feel sitting in a room with a woman. Me, right, sitting in a rewilding retreat or workshop or space with a woman, their perception is very different. Their judgments are very different. Their comfort level is very different. How they explain that to their friends at the pub on a Friday night is very different, right? Than it is for a woman to come and sit in circle with another woman and a bunch of other women. So I do honor that. And this is such an interesting ride to, <sighs> to be pushing the edges of evolution, to be pushing the edges of what our collective what our societies are comfortable with, what they're ready for, to be pushing those edges. Um, and also to be honoring where the collective is at. Do you see like pushing, but honoring the energy? And so I suppose in a very long way of saying this, I want to make our podcasts not specific to women. Holy shit, there it is. Um, I want to make these, of course, there will be a, a flavoring to it um, around women because I primarily still work with women and I am a woman and I am also very, mm, at this point in time, uh, very much about bringing in the divine feminine. Not to say I'm also not honoring and a very big part of this is also bringing in the masculine. And who knows, maybe that's what's shifting, is that it's not this, this leaning toward bringing in, healing, clearing out just the divine feminine within all of us. So this is not gender specific, right? This is just working with raw energy. And we use the term feminine. It's not even necessarily feminine. We just use that term to explain it. That may not make any sense to you. And that's okay because I said I'm not going to dim it down um, in order to make everybody comfortable and for it to make sense. So if it doesn't make sense, park it. And maybe it'll make sense in a month from now. Or maybe it'll never make sense. And that's cool too. Okay. So today's episode. I don't know how long I've been talking. A, lo a good long time. Um, today's episode is why work with the masculine from an energetic standpoint, why work with the masculine archetypes? I want to talk about Mars in particular, that particular energy, that particular archetypal energy. For those of you who are kind of immersed in rewilding and get the newsletters, um, you'll have heard me talk about this a little bit Mars. For those of you who are in that monstrosity of a Facebook group, I am going to call it that because it's, it's, it's wild. I have a lot of love for that group, but it is out of control. Um, and, and I just, we're just going to let it be that way for a while. Um, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about and 
you're in that group, I would love to hear, I would love for you to send a comment in. Not nasty, not narky, because it won't get approved. Um, but if you're in that group and you know what I'm saying, and you can, maybe you were there from the start when we had 200 people in that group, and it was very, very different to now having 30,000 plus people in that group. Um, I would just love, I would love to hear, I'd love to hear your take on that. So that's a totally side note. Pretend like that was like a commercial break. Um, I'm not really selling anything, so it's not really a commercial. Just a random little break from the intensity that's about to come when we step into this masculine and talk about the masculine um, energy of Mars, particularly. So we all have this energy, men and women. We've all got it. It exists outside of us in our society. So archetype or God um, or whatever we're calling it these days. I don't really care what you're comfortable with. Call it what you need to. It's a particular pattern of energy. It has signature characteristics to it to describe it. Now, when we start to feel into this particular archetypal energy, we start to feel into the god of war. We start to feel into warrior. We start to feel into this very, very focused, masculine, I am going to make this happen and I don't care what it's going to take, who I have to run over in order to make it happen. Does that make sense? Now, the, there's distortions in it, of course, just like any archetypal energy. So when I said those words, who I have to run over in order to make it happen, that's a distortion in that particular energy. So here's how these things work. One, how open are you to that energy, right? How open, as a man or a woman, I don't care what your sex is, how open are you to the energy of making shit happen? In the physical realm, not daydreaming about things or creating vision boards, I don't care about that. How good are you at taking action? How good are you at having a goal Focusing on that goal, and that is the one thing that you are here to do, and that is it. Um, it reminds me of an example of, um, of cricket, of bowlers, right? Bowlers. So when you hear Stav, who he's been on a couple of podcasts with me in the past, when you hear him talk about his bowling career, he was a professional bowler, fast bowler, when you hear him talk about it, you feel full-on Mars energy, right? He'll talk about it like, I can see nothing else other than this man who's got a bat. There is nothing, I hear nothing around me, and I come steaming in Right, you've seen bowlers. If you haven't, um, just look up uh, Fast Bowler and watch a little YouTube clip and you will see Mars in action, right? It is, they are straight lines. There is one thing that they are there to do and it is to 
in his terms. These are his terms, right? So this is a very highly competitive sportsman, and I'm sure that he is not the only one who would say something like this, but it is, I am there to kill him. That's, that's the energy of it. I, my sole job in that moment is to kill him. Now, he's obviously not killing him, and I know that that's very sensitive to say because there was a batsman that was actually killed um, by a bowler in cricket, I think it was two years ago. Um, so that's very sensitive to say, but I'm, I'm also just not going to dance around things either. So I, with absolute sensitivity, absolute compassion, right? But we got to talk about these things in the energetic rawness and purity that they are in. Now, from that standpoint, there are different levels of purity that this energy expresses itself in, right? So here's where it gets beautiful. Here's where the light comes in. Here's where spiritual transformation comes in. Here's where shifts and changes in your life happen. It's that in that particular thread of energy, that particular archetypal energy, it's it divinizes itself, right? So that god of war, yeah, divinizes itself. That's what this work is. That's what rewilding is. That's why we talk about this. That's why we do these practices. That's why we have retreats and workshops and inner circle. It's the divinization of all of these parts of self. And so you can say divinization. What the hell does that mean, Sabrina? What is this? Some spiritual woo-woo, la-la bullshit? Fuck no. The divinization of this is that line. I shouldn't say fuck no, because of course it is on one aspect of it. But when you're divinizing parts of yourself, what it is, is you are bringing in, you are bringing in pure alignment in that part of self. So you are now aligning with your highest purpose, with your highest way of being. You are aligning from the heart. You are aligning from the soul. And you are aligning with the light above. So, of course, there's that spiritual component that comes into it, right? But you come into this place of expressing that purely, cleanly, crisply, beautifully, right? Do you understand that? Here's the other thing with this work is that... And ladies, now this part's definitely for you, so listen up. Um, Guys, too. It's not just about how that energy runs through you, right? So it's not about, let's just take Stav, for instance. It's not about him just opening up the door to a stronger Mars so that he has more focus. He has more ability to achieve the goal. He has more drive. He has more juice. Can you feel the juice behind this? There's fire behind Mars, right? So it's not just about accomplishing the goal or making shit happen in the world or instead of looking at that goddamn vision board, it's actually manifesting in the physical. That's a big part of Mars. It's not just about opening up all of those characteristics and self so that they can express through you. It is also about how do you relate to that energy external to you? Here's an example of this. And this is definitely for the women. So again, these are just ways of talking about this from an example standpoint. 
when your man, right? Like, let's say your man, you're not with a man. Let's say you're lesbian. I don't care. Your person. When your person steps into that energy that I just described, right? They step into, I'm going to get this done. I am focused. It is one point, right? And there's a fire there and they are doing. They are making it happen. There's also a roar there. How does your system respond to that particular energy? So for us in relationship, I'll give the example of Stav and I because it's just easy to talk about it. So Stav steps into that. If I want to stay sexually polarized, if I want to stay attracted to him, right? Because when there's polarization, there's attraction. Does that make sense? There has to be a difference. If we're both standing in Mars, imagine that. Now we're two men competing on a cricket field. There is no attraction between him and I other than we are now competing and I want to kill you and you want to kill me, right? Do you get that? So instead, Stab steps into big, strong, masculine Mars. I find what polarizes that, which in mythology, in archetypal speak, would be Venus, Aphrodite, goddess of love, right? So he's in this, and I can step into the exact opposite of it. Does that make sense? An exact opposite is not the right way of saying that. I step into the archetypal energy that is beautifully, magically, gracefully polarized to him. Now, what happens is extreme attraction. Extreme attraction. Like the kind of sex that you dream about, right? So here's the thing. How comfortable, here's a, here's a big one, and a lot of times when I work with women, we are not at the get-go comfortable with Mars energy. We are not. Sometimes we're comfortable with it in ourselves, but we're not comfortable seeing it in another. So how comfortable are you when he steps into that? How comfortable? Does it send you into little girl panic? Because this is the scary masculine that's ready to kill, right? That's ready to kill. That's going to go and accomplish something. There's one pointed focus. That's all that's on his mind, right? Does it turn you on? Does it send you scared? Does it bring up the little girl in you? Does it send you into manipulative, cunning, wily, feminine, distorted shit? Yeah? Do you see what I'm talking about here? Now, there is an aspect that we need to talk about, and that's also how pure is this line in the external world that you're attracting to yourself? I know. I know that this might be really high-level stuff, but I promised that I didn't give a shit. So, until your opposite. <laughs> this is so wild to talk about. I, 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 let me start over. If this Mars is not divinized, 
So if this Mars is still in a place of distortion, right? So I can be open to Mars energy, but I could be very distorted with it. So that's shitty war, right? That's shitty war, shitty killing. That's ego tripping power, all of that masculine stuff that we are revolting against, right? It's the um, the, the money-hungry ego, um, I just want to kill you for the sake of blood's sake, right? It's not divinely inspired. It's not heart-connected. I'm just on a killing spree to just kill, right? Does, <clears throat> this is hard to talk about. Um, but it's the divinization of that. So this line in him, we're just going to use him to make this simple, this line in him it's not only open and he's expressing that power or that energy or that juice in the world, he's doing it from a way that is connected to his highest purpose. He's doing it in a way that it's not coming from a wounded place. It's not coming from little boy wounds or stupid family patterning or shitty societal crap, right? It's coming from pure, authentic inner, divinely aligned, heart aligned expression. That's, that's the kind of Mars energy that will heal, open, awaken, and make a lot of really amazing things happen in this world. So we've got to ask ourselves the polarization of this, right? So let's talk back to standing in the feminine. Are you attracting distorted Mars into your world? right? Are you attracting abusive assholes into your world? If you're attracting an abusive asshole into your world, that's because you're wiring. I know this sucks because I'm not letting anybody get away with the victim. I know this sucks. This is part of evolution though, is that part of you is attracting the distorted masculine into your world. You are asking for that because maybe that's all you've ever known. Right? And so I have a lot of compassion for this. This isn't, I'm not blaming you. I'm not pointing fingers at you. I'm not saying, um, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this from a very compassionate place, but also from a very honest place of let's stop putting the power outside of ourselves. Let's take our power back and let's take evolution into our own hands. So what is it in you that's attracting that particular Mars expression, that particular distortion in Mars energy, right? Because if you had healed around that, you wouldn't allow for that. You wouldn't allow him to abuse you. Your boundaries would be very, very different. Who you let in, who you let close to you, even where it is that you walk at night by yourself will be very, very different. Does that make sense? We always move from a place of our deepest energetics. Our deepest. They are unconscious. They are hidden. We barely grasp them. We move. We make decisions from those places. So it's, well, for rewilding, for me, for what it is that we do, 
in rewilding on retreats and in workshops is to go into those places. So it's finding the spaces, finding the practitioners, finding the work, the modalities that take you into those very deep unconscious places, those very hidden unconscious places that our attracting or repelling particular expressions of these archetypal energies. Now, how cool is this? That's just one. <laughs> how complex are we as individuals? I'm only talking about one. I'm only talking about Mars and Venus as the polarities. So let me try and summarize this a little bit for us. Let me try and break it down. Mars energy. Why work with the masculine, right? Why do we want to work with the masculine? Let's say you're a woman. I'm going to answer this question for you now. I'm going to try to make it short and sweet. Why, as a woman, do you want to work with the masculine? Well, one, it's how much do you want to manifest in the world? How much do you want to be able to get things done in the world? How much do you want to be able to focus on something? How much do you want to be able to embody that particular expression of energy. Let's just take out masculine for a moment so that we're not getting all judgmental and caught up in our heads. That particular energy, how much do you want to express that in your life? So why work with that? If you're longing to make shit happen in the world, if you're longing to manifest that shit that's on your vision board, if you're longing to start up a blogging company and make it successful, if you're longing to achieve goals, you're longing to bring things into the world, right? That's part of why you want to work with the masculine. It's the embodiment of it. It's the opening to it, the divinization of it, the embodiment of it, so that you're free to step into that. You don't have to live in that archetypal energy. We don't live in any of them. We dance the whole spectrum. To me, what's beautiful about life is that I can dance there, and then I can surrender over here and be Venus and be totally open and sexual and loving the crap out of Mars, right? And then maybe the next day I can stand in Shiva, and then the next day I can stand in Kali, right? So to me, it's the freedom to have that as a possible expression in my life, right? That's one. That's just one. So the other aspect is... For women, so I'm just talking about women. <clears throat> I mean, it'll be the same for guys. But I'll talk about it a little bit differently. So the other is how is the embodiment of it. And then the other aspect of it, why do I want to work with the masculine? How does that heal my feminine, right? That's it. Someone here standing in Mars energy... As I polarize, so I'm now not the embodiment of it. I'm the polarization of it. I'm the match. I'm the opposite match. I'm the feminine match of that masculine. There are certain things that only the masculine energy of that will open, awaken, enliven, heal, and bring out in me as the feminine. This is the gift that we give each other. This is what Tantra is all about. This is the point, part of the point, right, of masculine and feminine. This is the gift of relationship. This is, this is what we're doing to each other all the time. We just have no fucking idea. And we, had, we don't have the tools and we just blow each other up and we're not able to talk about it because we're not conscious of it, right? So it's the, what does it awaken in my feminine? 
So that masculine archetypal energy, what does it awaken in my feminine? Does it open me to the beauty and the bliss and the love and the joy that is Venus, that is Aphrodite, they're the same one, just different names. Um, does it open that, right? Him in that energy, can I be free to express the polarization of that, right? Am I free to then dance with him? And can I trust that? Can I dance with that? Can I allow him to claim me, to penetrate me? Not from an owning me standpoint. This is from a, if ladies, if you feel into your deepest, if you stand into your feminine, now if you're standing in your masculine and you're some you know, feminist bitch who hates the masculine, this is not gonna work for you. This is not gonna work you're gonna tell me I'm full of shit. If you soften into your feminine, soften in, soften in. If you open up your body to be softer, to be receptive, you open your heart, right? You open your yoni, and you step into this feminine place of openness, depending on how far along you are and how many walls you've got built up. But when you open to that place within, you find that the craving is to be penetrated by this masculine force. You crave for that masculine, the divinization of that masculine, to take you to places you cannot take yourself right? That masculine energy to open things within you that you cannot open with yourself, just being in the feminine. Now, it doesn't have to be a man. It's really fun when it is. It doesn't have to be a man. It can just be that archetypal energy penetrating you. But what it is, is it's this penetrating, this claiming, this opening. That's very much Mars energy. And if we get real with ourselves, if we can get past the blocks and the hurts and the walls and the, the fear, deep, 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 deep in our beings, in our energetic systems, we want that. We want that. When we step into that energy, so it doesn't count when I'm standing in my Mars energy, which I can do, right? If I'm standing in my Mars energy, I'm the one who's wanting to penetrate. I don't want to be penetrated. I don't, I'm not interested. It has to be when you're in that place. So that's why work with the masculine. It's the gift of both. It's the gift of opening to and embodying that particular energy so you can express that in the world. And it's the gift of opening to the polar opposite in the feminine to the reciprocal, that's a better way of saying it, to the reciprocal energy in the feminine, right? It's magnificent, magnificent. The, the awakenings, the healings, the openings, how relationships change, how sex changes, how you manifest in the world changes, how you view your dad changes, how you raise your sons will change. So now that was just me talking to the women. So guys, why would you want to work with Mars? I'm not really sure that I need to explain that. I think I've probably told you that. Um, one is that opening up that potency in you, 
So it's also a reclamation of that particular sexual potency. Mars comes with big sex potency. I meet so many men and work with so many men who have been emasculated to the point that they are operating at maybe one sixteenth of their sexual potency because they've been told that it's not good to come from their fullness of sexual potency. Meanwhile, we as women, deep down, underneath all of our shells, all of our layers and all of our fears, we're craving that, right? Like, I hear women always saying, I feel like I'm not being met. I'm not satisfied. I'm not, he's not meeting me. I, I want to be met. I want to be fully met. Um, I want to be fully penetrated. I don't want to make love for three seconds while he's thinking about the porn he watched yesterday and that fucking scene of whatever the hell it was that you're addicted to, right? It's opening, awakening to the fullness of your sexual potency, which this world needs that. I, as a woman, need that, want that, crave that. It heals me, it opens me, it awakens me. So outside of just sexual potency, think about what sexual potency and virility brings into your life as a man. Or, yeah, I'm just gonna talk about it in these terms, as a man. What that brings into your world is not just the ability to make love to your woman or to penetrate, yeah, 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 this is it. It's to penetrate the world. Right? So there's this ability to now penetrate into your work. There is an ability to get things done in a different way. I know we've talked about all of this before, but do you see what I'm saying here? There's a different ability to focus here. Um, and then also for guys, what happens to you when you come up against another man who has a stronger, purer, cleaner Mars. So this is another huge thing that gets brought up is when we're just talking about this particular archetype, what happens? Does it take you back to wounded boy because dad had this massive Mars that would always cut you down, right? So that's the other aspect of it for guys um, who maybe aren't necessarily ready to open to the polarization, right? So a third component is guys opening up to um, that polarization as you step into Venus. Like, let your woman be Mars. You be the feminine for a minute. Yeah, our society's barely ready for that. We're, like, that's, we're barely ready for that. There are men who have opened to the feminine, who are awakening to the feminine, the different threads of the feminine, and it is magnificent to witness. So what it does is it frees up those gifts in you as a guy. It frees up those gifts in you. So here's something else that you don't have to do. You don't have to constantly be, this is gonna be intense, you don't have to constantly be, mm, pulling that from the external world. You can generate that from within. Does that make sense? So now you're not needing, you're not in a needy place. I need you. I need this woman in my life and you're making shitty decisions because you're needy, right? You're needy because you can't fill that part for yourself. You're needy. And you step into this place of wholeness where now you just want. 
right? I'm not needy. Now, I long for that. I want that. It's not this immature neediness place. Um, yeah, I think I've talked enough about that. Um, so also just to honor that in the feminine. So women, us who stand very strongly in our Mars, and we see another man in their Mars. It's not our partner. We're not looking to polarize ourselves with our boss, right? I'm not going to go into um, Aphrodite and Venus and just be like, yes, boss, please penetrate me. It's probably not super appropriate, although there are a lot of those relationships, P.S. You'll see them all over the place. Um, and But it would be, let's say another woman. This might make it easier. Let's say you're heterosexual and another woman. You're standing in your Mars, this is a great example of team rewilding. So there are two women that I work with who have very, very strong masculine. I have a very strong masculine. And a lot of times when we are working to get something done, right? We can flip into the intuitive and we all have very strong feminines, but we also all have very strong masculines. And if the three of us need to come together in a group to be in our masculine, to make shit happen, I'm not feeling competitive with this woman's Mars. We're not battling. Like, like we need to compete. Who's the stronger Mars here? That's distorted. You see what I'm saying? Um, so just to honor the three avenues, right? So the three avenues. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this and then I'm going to end this thing because I've been talking way too long today. Um, the three avenues. So this is for both men and for women. By the way, I love that we're talking to men and women. Finally, it is about time. I don't know what this means going forward. I have no idea. All I know is that this episode had to be that way. But to sum this up, to wrap it up, to give us the three different ways. One, it's the embodiment of it, of Mars energy. Embodiment of it, which will totally shift your life in all those aspects we talked about. Two, it's you're embodying it, but somebody next to you is also embodying it. Where does that send you? Does it take you into wounded little boy? Does it take you into competitive asshole? Does it take you into ego? Can you stay divinely aligned in it next to another Mars, right? Ah, good stuff. And then three, what happens when Mars opens and you polarize into the reciprocal feminine? And this is for men and women, heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual. I don't care what it is. Green, blue, black, purple. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and these are energies that are not personal to us. They express uniquely through us. But they are not personal to us. They are held in our collective. They are held in our psyches. They are held external to us as well as internal to us. Okay. So if that doesn't motivate you to open and awaken to these parts of self, I don't know what will, um, from a standpoint of what it will change in your life and where it will bring you to um, the alignment that you come into, the knowing what it is that fills you the most, that fulfills you the most, that satisfies you the most. Um, also relationship, how that shifts all relationship, right? So how you come into intimate relationship, how you relate to your mothers, how you relate to your fathers, how you relate to your children, how you raise your children, how you show up at work, how you manifest in the world. There's nothing that this doesn't touch. Um, 
And if that doesn't inspire you, well, then keep sitting on the couch and eating bags of potato chips and playing video games and don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> in all reality, I am incredibly grateful for what it is that we get to do here. I'm incredibly grateful that I get to share this with you. I'm incredibly grateful to have the freedom and the flexibility to shift things, to change things when it feels right. Uh, I'm incredibly grateful for those on our newsletter, um, those who are connected to rewilding in maybe big ways, in little ways, um, those who are journeying like our deepest dive is mystery school, those who have journeyed in our two-day men and women's workshops, Huge gratitude to the men who've come to me and said, Sabrina, I want to work with you in a deeper way. Um, and that opening the doors and pushing, pushing me. So huge gratitude to those guys um, for kind of pushing into the opening of Mystery School to a group of men and women, to a mixed group. Um, if you're not on the newsletter, we're still on our website, Rewilding for Women. Guys, if you want to get on our newsletter, please feel free to subscribe to Rewilding for Women. We are still going to keep the Facebook group as Just Women. We're still going to do Just Women's workshops and circles. We're absolutely honoring the sacredness of women's circles, but it's time. Um, I'm too pissed off not to um, start opening up our podcast uh, and our platforms Outside of the things I've mentioned, um, inner circle still just for women. We might do something around that in the future. I know we'll have to. Um, but for now, don't worry, none of that's changing. Um, yeah, just huge honor, huge gratitude to you all for being here. And hopefully uh, I haven't turned you off too much or scared you too much. Hopefully this is just taking you to a new level um, and to a new level of rewilding, a new level in self and I will see you on the next episode. All right, so much love to you. Mwah.